What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Sports Inventory with your hosts, Ben Kuchipudi and... Tyler, a.k.a. the Round Mound of Rebound. So it's been a minute since we last recorded. I think it's been almost two weeks. Um, but we're going to come back with a very fun and interesting episode with the recent suspension of Fernando Tatis Jr. for PEDs. We're going to go in-depth into what that means for the Padres and the history of drugs and sports in general. We're going to talk a little bit about steroids, a little bit about marijuana, and what it means for the future of sports in general. So a little over a week ago, I'm superstar um, player for the Padres. Fernando Tatis Jr. got suspended for, I think, 80 games from PEDs. He tested positive for um, a drug called close to ball. So he's going to miss the rest of this regular season. I think he's going to miss a little over 40 games at the start of the next season, which is a huge blow for the Padres, obviously. Of course, of course. Um, the Fernando's departure um, temporarily is going to set them back a little bit because with the addition of Juan Soto, that team is looking very nice. Um, and I think this departure and this little temporary ban on him is going to be kind of somewhat of a blessing in disguise for both parties. I think Fernando's going to look within himself and figure his stuff out. I still don't understand why he used it. Um, close to ball is considered a synthetic anabolic uh, androgenic steroid, which is used for apparently dermatolog uh, dermatological reasons. So I don't know if he was uh, battling some sort of skin something or whatever, but the World Anti-Doping Association declares it a performance-enhancing drug, so that's why he received the ban. Um, I just think this is going to be something that's just going to – it's going to halt it. You know, it's a minor setback for a major comeback for the Padres. Fernando's obviously going to continue to work on his game while not being there. Um, I heard through several sources that a lot of the players are disgruntled at his actions and want him to grow up, per se. Um, which is understandable. Obviously, you know, you're the star athlete. You're supposed to be the leading staple and you proceed to, you know, go against the rules, which, you know, you saw Ben. But I think as a whole, Juan's going to get better with the organization. He's going to get closer with them. The players around them are going to play better. And obviously this year's playoffs is not going to look like their best shot. But next year, I think by the time Fernando comes back, it'll be, you know, smooth sailing. Yeah, as of now, um, the Padres are fighting right now for a wild card spot in the National League with Milwaukee sitting right behind them. So, as you said, this year is probably not going to be their year unless a miracle happens. But next year, we got to see how they do in the 40-some games without um, Fernando Tatis. And if he comes back stronger than ever, it's going to be a major um, addition to the Padres if they can stay afloat. Yeah, of course. I hope this setback doesn't, you know hurt him mentally there uh, obviously physically whatever that drug did to his body is going to do to his body and hopefully wear off in the time being but i i assume fernando is going to keep in good form for baseball he's not going to become a bum during the 80 game suspension and i hope the padres can share dialogues with him and seek him the help that he needs per se um and if he is battling something legitimate and not trying to get an edge on his opponents i hope he finds a good alternative that's safe and agrees with the world anti-doping association yeah, so with Tatis getting suspended, it's kind of, um, the MLB, it looks like, has um, put a lot more emphasis on doping, because obviously back in, back from ever since, like, the before 2000, I think the hot, the hot spot was, like, the 80s to the early 2000s, many star players in the MLB have been, 
tested positive for steroids. You got guys like Barry Bonds, you got uh, Jason Giambi, Mark McGuire, all these guys. Yeah. They've, they've been using steroids and the and they haven't been getting as much um, punishment as Tati. So the MLB is really... Um, a lot more strict on uh drugs and it just makes you wonder like what if they played today if they played today how would it affect their games and their legacy and their teams as a whole yeah um beautifully said ben the thing about the mlb they've always been the hot seat for pd peds correct so you compare it to the basketballs and the footballs and every other sport um you always have the outliers like the ben johnson in track or lance armstrong in cycling but the thing about steroids is it's MLB has always been the poster boy for it, right? And the thing about the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, their best players all were juicing, right? So yeah. the thing about sports, it's transitioning and not to so much athletics, but it's a business, right? Now, Ben, if you're an owner of a team or you're the commissioner of baseball and your top four players all in the league are juicing and you hit them with a ban, those same players put fans in seats, correct? Mm-hmm. And those same players just make your sport appealing because the thing about baseball is obviously baseball is a very complicated sport, but from the very basic of it, you want to hit dingers, right? Yep. And how point. do you hit dingers power? How do you get power? Not naturally you juice, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of people in the league were guilty of that. And also there's a lot of little things in league two that they try to get by pitchers with spider attack, right? baseball is a sport of getting the slight inch edge right if i can just hit it a little harder it's i send it over the fence if i can throw it a little faster you know it's going to spin a little bit more right baseball is a sport that is so incredible like you need immense talent compared to the rest of sports and to this day side note i think the hardest thing to do in all sports is to bat and i believe that if you you know these people that did juice if you juice that little bit of more contact that you get, you're going to send it to the moon, right? But the thing I find interesting about juicing in baseball is the guys that juice are already some of the best players in the league. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he, you know, he went to the San Francisco Giants and started just, you know, slamming down home runs. You know, he was a phenomenal fielder. He had golden gloves and MVPs. The, the weird somewhat, you know, thing i'm seeing this pattern is the guys that juice are already some of the best players in the league but they just want to edge out the rest of them just by a little bit do you agree ben yeah it's it's a game of inches like baseball like all these all these guys they're so immensely talented i honestly think they didn't need these peds to be as great as they are but i guess for them it's just a little bit that matters even more to um get their legacy like Barry Bonds I'm sure he would have still been a hot one of the best players of all time in a Hall of Fame talent if he didn't take all these drugs yeah I just, it's, agree. it's a little baffling to me it just seems a little um pointless but I guess they um they believe that it would have been still one of the, they would have been one of the greatest ever if they took these drugs maybe maybe that little maybe they believe they would have been a Hall of Famer with the steroids and they would have just been uh all-stars with the without it yeah no it's just weird because you look at barry bond's play even in his pittsburgh pirate days you look at mark mcguire and even a rod right when he openly Mm -hmm. came out to his pds they are immensely talented players like 
I, I know you're juicing Barry Bonds, but nobody swings like he did, you know? Mark, I knew you're juicing, but you were a naturally great hitter throughout your career. You know, A-Rod was amazing as well. So it's this weird pattern that I'm seeing that the guys that juice are the ones who are already at the top of their game and just want to take it to a next level that they can't achieve naturally. Yep. I think that's what it boils down to. And that goes to all the other sports that people were outed for PEDs. Even bodybuilding, that's that's considered a sport. Arnold Schwarzenegger has openly said on numerous occasions that physique that I had was not naturally obtained. But the times are changing because back then, everybody in bodybuilding competitions, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger's, the Luke Ferrigno's, those guys were prescribed PEDs and it was legal. It was legal to achieve that type of physique. And the thing about it in sports is like we're cracking down on it, but we're also opening things up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, No, you go ahead. You had something. But it's just, it's it's a very interesting time for, for sports as a whole. And I think you made a beautiful point that you aforementioned about what if Barry played today? What if Mark played today? What would A-Rod play today? Would they receive the same punishment? And I think at the at the end of the day, it's just different eras, right? You know, we know in basketball, the 90s were known for physicality and cursing and fighting and just trash talking. Now the league is a little softer. So I think as a whole, sports are going in these different weird directions of trending. And with baseball, we're just trying to keep it as clean as possible as legit as possible and as real as possible. Spider tack ban that happened happened recently. A lot of pitchers were affected. A lot of pitchers had to change their pitches. Their RPMs went down and hitting as a whole excelled, right? Um, when they put all these bans on these players back in the day, hitting as a whole went small ball for a bit. And now we're trending back up to natural big hitters. So it's a very interesting time for sports because as we crack down on wide list of peds because this list was established in the 60s because the thing about doping it's always been a thing right ben even romans the ancient olympics they fed figs to their horses to make them run faster yeah at the end of the day if there's a competition someone's going to find a way to cheat whether it's sports in video games in life plagiarism whatever someone's always going to try to find a way to cut corners and cheat yeah you see it's the it's the nature of people in general as you said before it's not it's not just in sports in school, in politics, also in sports, and everything, everyone's going to always try to one-up the next person. And if they have to do something like taking a steroid or even school cheating on a test or um, yeah, finding yeah. some dirt on your opponent in, in, uh, in a political race, yeah, even with the excelling esports community, I'm an avid video game player myself, you know, you have things like aimbot, which just inhumanely assist your aim to take out your opponents way quicker at the end of the day if someone doesn't want to put in the work naturally to take that next step eds are staring right at you aimbot mm -hmm. is staring right at you just inhumane ways to go about things and that's just human nature at the end of the day there are just people that believe that they can get away with it because at some stages like the barry bonds like those guys they're at such just pinnacle of life that they deem themselves untouchable right Yes. So it's just a it's a very interesting time. But do you think that the punishment is fair for Fernando at this current state? Um, 
Honestly, I feel like it is fair. I think, um, I mean, this like the top, like this is what we were talking about for this whole time. The, um, if this was twenty years ago, Fernando wouldn't probably wouldn't have got as big of a suspension or a suspension at all. Now, it's a good thing that the MLB is cracking down on this because we obviously want players to play a fair game. That's why, um, you know, even I know this isn't drug related, but the Patriots yeah. back in twenty fourteen with the Deflategate scandal. And even years before that, with um, uh, Spygate, um, they got um, disciplined for because they're not being fair to the other teams and players. So I think the suspension is warranted. Maybe it could have been a little less than eighty games. Maybe maybe it could have been just for the rest of the season because with this game, with this eighty game suspension, he's gonna miss a decent amount of the next season. So I think the punishment could have been a little may have been a little heavy but i understand why he got that i eds at at this point there there shouldn't really be a place for it in sports because obviously we want we want to play with honor of course and i think all means of entertainment athleticism esports the list goes on um should be played with honor should be played with integrity and you should just you know try to find the best version of yourself without adding substances that you naturally can't achieve but I'm going to bring you to a next point, Ben. The list that Anti-Doping Association is very vast. It was established in the 60s, right? But the world today is a little different than the 60s, of course. And one of the biggest things that are being legalized and the world itself is conquering each other on and fighting each other is marijuana. Yeah, and we've that? seen – and this is especially – this is significant for the NFL as a whole. We've seen – I mean, obviously – Right now, the most um, infamous, um, the most infamous um, player who used weed regularly is Josh Gordon. In 2013, he had one of the he had an amazing season for the Browns. I think he had about 1,600 yards. I think he had 14 touchdowns that year. He was probably the best. He probably the best season of a receiver in football that year, which is crazy considering guys like Larry Fitzgerald, Antonio Brown. Julio Jones, those guys were all in the league and superstars. And Josh Gordon seemed to be the next coming of someone great. And for a Browns organization at the time was below sea level. It was something for them. But ever since that season, Weed has really derailed his career. He was bouncing around the league for a little bit. And there are times where he just didn't play at all. And that's all because of marijuana. And now with marijuana being legalized... If he if he played at that level now, it wouldn't affect him. Like if he drafted if he got drafted last season and he had a season like twenty thirteen, he would have still been in the league today and probably would have been dominating. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I find it interesting because we could have this conversation been in twenty years, right? And people's eyes on the league will be different, you know, because there's this growing, somewhat growing trend that I hear amongst my colleagues and peers that at the end of the day, Athleticism is just going to get better. Science is just going to get better. But there's going to come a crossroads where people of leagues and, you know, sports are going to be like, what if this is the max we can reach? And what if just add a little something to the game to make them just that much better? You know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be these transcendental athletes that come in and hit dingers, throw touchdown passes, score buckets, dunk, box, whatever, run really fast. But what if commissioners of the future 
want to make the leap of making certain PEDs legal for their athletes to just that much more increase the entertainment value, you know, the stats of that sport. I mean, it's a, I mean, with sports in general, it's a moneymaker. And especially with the NFL, it makes by far the most money out of any American sport. And I feel like with marijuana being legalized, it makes, I could see like why the NFL wouldn't want to suspend guys anymore for long periods of time, because they're a superstar. Like most NFL, most NFL players smoke weed. We, we know that, right? Yeah, um, a lot. At least some openly, um, yes. Yeah, I mean, they use it to um, relax, take some stress off. Even even shifting to the NBA, Kevin Durant in an open interview said that he smoked marijuana and that he was high during that interview. Yes, yes. So, I think with the NFL, they I feel like they want to lessen the suspensions. They're not really suspensions at all because these players make them more money. What if... um. I, this would never happen, but what if what if Tom Brady openly said he smoked weed and he got uh, tested? Would he get suspended for a long period of time? I don't know, because he's the poster boy of the NFL. Exactly. That's like saying, what if LeBron openly said that, or Mike Trout openly said that? It's just, it's very interesting, but I think a big thing that the world as a whole have to do, I mean, we can start small with the anti-doping industry, is just, just you have to rewrite the book. Right. Because in the mm-hmm. 1960s, what, what people viewed as drugs, paraphernalia, PEDs were way different than what's achievable now and what science actually tells you now. Because think about this, Ben. The world was different a year ago, right? Oh, so different. The world was different five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. A decade ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. So it's just a value of what certain things are. And like I said prior, how weed back in the 60s was considered extremely taboo, a hard drug on the lines of cocaine and heroin. But we're talking here in 2022 on August 20th, and weed is something that's just like in society, it's it's a growing trend that it's acceptable. You know, it, yeah. can, it can relax you. It can, you know, ail certain, you know, can aid certain things like cataracts and things like that. So it's an interesting thing what drugs are considered nowadays. Yeah, even back, even back in middle school, like, seven eight years ago we uh we always had like the assemblies or like during our health class everyone would tell us that uh marijuana is bad it, it'll mess up your brain and it'll make you addicted and it'll ruin your life and that and the world had a whole different view of marijuana even as recently as back then but now with what as you said with them um, science and with more research we've come to find out that weed isn't at it's not dangerous like people think it is like it's honest like it's honestly more safe in my opinion than smoking cigarettes like tobacco yeah yeah no i yeah. i should agree you can't really overdose on marijuana and certain things like that but marijuana is a very interesting thing because there's a political aspect to it that the country as a whole is battling with it because the thing about you know the, the government government they have a law just like the anti-doping where weed is considered a drug as of 1960 whatever i don't you know don't quote me on that but and then there's states trying to legalize it and the country's trying to figure it out so they're having this whole debacle about it and the thing about it with sports is that they still have these old ways of thinking you know 
when people are outed for marijuana, there's like this frown upon them. They look down on them. Oh my gosh, he does that. There, there is legitimate medical things that it does aid. Now, I don't think people should be abusing it. I don't think no, it should obviously be not. you can't you I, can't abuse anything. It's always I don't bad. think it should become a part. You know, like it should. You shouldn't rely on it because at that point it does become somewhat of an addiction. Because at the end of the day, Ben, can you agree if you have to rely on something and you can't go a day without doing it, are you addicted? You are, and that's what you've seen that. And a perfect example of this in sports in the NFL, Darren Waller, tight end for the Raiders. Yeah. We, he, I think he, he got into the, he was in the NFL, he got drafted in 2015. Mm-hmm. We only started knowing about him in 2019 because he dealed with addiction to marijuana. He was suspended the first four games of his 2016 season, and he missed the whole 2017 season. And ever since he signed with the Raiders back in late 2018, he's been sober, and that's um. It's been amazing. Weed. It's um. It's a whole journey. Yeah. No. It's just there's levels of tolerance, of course. Um. There's certain things that you need and whatnot. Um. I mean, the moral of the story is this: people are always going to cheat. People are always going to try to find an edge, but it's just a matter of what is that edge, and is it really an edge anymore? No, like I said before, in the ancient Roman times, the edge that they did was they fed figs to their horses to make them run fast. Obviously, today, figs are in fig newtons, and you could go to Costco and buy some, you know? So what is cheating and what is performance enhancing exactly? Because at the end of the day, is marijuana performance enhancing? If I'm a more relaxed player, you know, is that – I mean, obviously, it's going to affect my game if I'm more relaxed, but – is that on the same level as steroids and being able to achieve in a physique that I can, you know, achieve instead of six months, I can achieve it in three. That's performance enhancing. I understand mm-hmm. that. I don't think marijuana, and I'm assuming there's other ones on that list because that list is pretty broad and vast that, you know, should be somewhat removed or, you know, reconsidered to a different degree because I think I find it inappropriate to kind of clump all these different things together and, you know, these rules and these certain drugs haven't been reviewed since the 60s. And think about sports, how different it is since the 60s. You know, it's so, so much has changed um, with drugs, yeah. the way they're played technologically. 60 years is a lot. A lot happens in 60 years in the world. Also, not just in sports. And and since this um, um, doping list hasn't been updated since the 60s, I feel like. Also, I feel like they need to change the list of dope of um illegal um substances because the world's not the same as it was back in the 1960s. New research has happened with these drugs, and they need to go over all that again. And I feel like they should rewrite the list. Yeah, I think they need to really take and consider this. Um, I think they should have did this more towards the 80s and 90s when baseball was really at the forefront of it, because at the current moment. It's somewhat died down. Like, let's say Fernando was out of the equation. The most recent account was probably Josh Gordon, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, but I think as a whole, they ha- they have to be really, really on top of it, um, especially in today's modern era when there's so many different things available, so many new drugs that have come out. There's so many new things. Like, prime example, if any of the viewers or you know myself. If you're going to the gym a lot, there's this common occurrence um, that people are taking called creatine. 
And yeah. creatine is a thing that your body naturally produces, but obviously you can take it in moderation, of course, in healthy moderation to increase your gains and uh, achieve physiques in fractions of the time. Yeah, for all yeah. of you that don't know what creatine actually does, it help it's water it helps retain water in your muscles, so it makes it appear them appear bigger, and it makes you stronger. And like you said, the body produces creatine, but a lot of people, like bodybuilders and other athletes, they take creatine to look bigger and become stronger. Yes, yes. And if you remove that creatine from the title, and I just told you, dog, I know this this supplement that a fraction of the time you can retain your mass and be stronger what do you think that would be uh my my bad repeat the question sorry ben so if i told you there's this thing that you can take let's say you're a bodybuilder ben let's say you're in the you know the the arnold classic right and you're competing against some of the best bodybuilders in the world larry wheels you know chris bumstead right mm -hmm. what if i told you there's this thing that you can take that normally it would take you six months to get to that physique. But you can get if it two or three. If you could take this right here, you can get it in two to three. What does that sound like to you? Sounds like money. Sounds like money. It sounds like a PED. It sounds like an edge on the other opponents within your competition. That thing is called creatine. It's completely legal. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Like what is considered a performance enhancing drug anymore? Does it depend on yeah. the sport, the action? Obviously, naturally, if you're a stronger opponent, you could probably hit the bar, ball a little farther. I get that. So that's why baseball's on top of that. Yeah. But, so going back to the going on the topic of creatine, like, why aren't players getting tested? I mean, I don't know if you can test. Can you test for creatine? Because you're, since it's a um, substance your body produces, I don't know if you can actually test for it. Um, I'm unaware of that currently at the moment, Ben, but I assume blood work could tell you you have elevated levels of creatine, whether or not that's a telltale sign that you are taking supplements or you're naturally a higher creatine producer. You know, naturally, sometimes in men, you know, there's some men that produce more testosterone. doesn't mean I'm doing steroids, you know? So it's interesting bit, but at the end of the day, it is legal. People use it. Heck, you know, in the future, I could use it once I start getting back in the gym, once we get back to school, Ben. I'm but saying. the thing is, you know, that if that's the loophole, if that's the workaround, I'm not surprised more people are doing that. If I don't know, I'm maybe everybody's doing it. You know, I'm I not, mean, I wouldn't be shocked if everyone's doing it. All these players are looking big, jacked, and maybe all that is maybe all that's from the gym. Obviously, you got the physical freaks of nature like LeBron James. You we've we see what he does with his workouts and his diet. But other, but a lot of other athletes, they could be taking creatine to look a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, and I think with general science is getting better in that department, so workouts are more efficient, more better. You have there a physical therapist that can hone on on certain aspects. Like the game as as a whole has changed, and like let's say if you talk in the '60s, right, you had batters that would smoke a cigarette and then go to the plate to hit. You had guys at halftime at the Super Bowl smoking cigars and drinking champagne. That's a, it's, it's not that way anymore, right? So yeah. it's just way different what we deem you know, safe, illegal, totally you know, um, usable in these sports. And it's just – and we can have this conversation a decade from now. And there's going to be certain things maybe that are totally legal that right now are totally frowned upon. You know, it, it's a very interesting time for sports. And as we evolve more, more things, I think, are just going to be 
legal because at the end of the day, it is a business. And let's say there's a sport that plateaus with viewership and the commissioner is like, listen, what if we just made steroids legal? You know how many more home runs we'd hit, you know? And that might be a decision that many people disagree with at the time, but once money gets in people's pockets and sports as a whole, or let's say just say baseball, for example, there's more home runs, who wouldn't want to watch that? Listen, yeah, and you made a great point. And the world revolves around money. Money is um, what keeps the world afloat, honestly. And like you said with baseball, say if there's a drought in um, scoring in baseball, we see baseball as a sport of hitting home runs. Myself, as um, as before this past year, I always thought baseball was a boring sport because it was three, three and a half hours of just sitting there with usually no home runs. And people don't, people aren't paying game, aren't paying good money to see strikeouts or foul balls or i mean there's some um, savants of the game that really want to see the inner workings of you know defense fielding pitching selections of pitching small ball but at the end of the day a lot of the viewers are most excited and the most viewed clips on youtube aren't pitching highlights they're home runs they're home Home runs at home runs walk-offs all that stuff and if the mlb has a drought of that why wouldn't they say no to steroids that will make their players hit more runs and will put more money in their pocket viewership will go up um players will hit more home runs everyone wins yeah yeah but as a whole though the athlete is getting better in a plethora of sports records are being broken track field swimming and everything right but i think in the future no matter how scientifically advanced the humans get to treating their bodies right uh, and being more efficient with workouts and regiments, we're going to hit a bridge. We're going to hit a wall. We're going to ask ourselves, are we going to be content with this for the rest of time? Or are we going to take the next leap and let humans as a whole take certain, you know, supplements to just really elevate their game? I think yeah. we're going to come to that crossroads down the line. I think we will too. I'm actually going to, I'm going to bring up one more thing before we uh, wrap this up. Um, a few, probably about a month ago, um, this sports of, I mean, before I say this, um, sports have obviously really changed. We see, um, especially in basketball, you know, all the talk about how players aren't as great because they play with less athletic players. You see that all the time with the Jordan and LeBron comparison. Mm-hmm. LeBron's playing with some, in, against the best athletes, and Michael Jordan is playing against quote-unquote plumbers. Or even like back in the sixties, Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain were playing against so-called plumbers, quote firefighters, the whole thing. So I don't know. So D'Angelo Russell of the Minnesota Timberwolves said something very interesting about a month ago. He said that players that are coming into league now, they aren't as skilled. Where they're just more. They're just getting more athletic, which I think is completely completely true. He said it beautifully. So this I'm relating to the drugs because. Maybe players in the future, steroid use and PEDs may go down, maybe just for basketball, because um, players are naturally getting more athletically gifted. You know, there's more advanced um, training regimens. There's more, um, there's more research on the right diet. And back then, they didn't have all that um, information. So now with um, the training and the diet, players can become naturally stronger and look bigger without taking these drugs. So maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe um 
maybe drugs will be going down in the future, at least steroids, maybe not marijuana, but maybe us PDs. Yeah, no, and D'Lo's comments I 100% agree with because if you see the trend of lottery picks in the past years, they've all been just guys that can jump extremely high, dunk the ball extremely aggressively, and naturally are freaks of you know nature. DeAndre Ayan being 7-1 with insane wingspans and Zion being able to you know jump from state to state. And I agree because a lot of these guys end up being flops, and I think there's just going to be a surge of – bad picks in the future because just because this guy can jump high and dunk the ball really hard doesn't know doesn't mean he knows the game of basketball listen we see that so many times like and even like 10 years ago some of the biggest busted nfl and nba history anthony bennett was a big boy who was 6a people thought number one pick cavaliers maybe people thought he was gonna be lebron james jr obviously he wasn't that but just because you can dunk a basketball and um, muscle people, you're not. That doesn't mean you're a great player. You're not. That doesn't mean you're going to be a great player. There's so many other facets of the game that you have to understand. Yeah, at the end of the day, um, the knowing all of the sport, and this is more than just basketball. We have baseball as well, and football. Those the, the IQ prevails, right? So, like, if I'm a baseball player and I take steroids, it doesn't mean that I'm going to hit the ball all the time because that's a sweet science in itself. I have to be able to hit first, which is incredibly hard, and then the power gets added on. For football, right? Just because you know I can run really fast doesn't mean I know, you know, the defenses read them, the holes have a good release, footwork. That's just more, you know, different. Basketball is the same way. Just because I can jump really high doesn't know I know what a pick and roll is, you know. And this goes for I can the list goes on of sports and their comparisons, but. Athletes as a, as a whole are getting more limelight and not the actual players and geniuses of the sport. I think we're going to come to a standstill where, and people are going to realize, wait a minute, I'm drafting these guys and they're not panning out, but that team that's drafting that point guard that just knows the game inside out, they're winning championships. Maybe there's a pattern here. And I think that pattern is going to come out someday. I think it, I think it will too. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to close it out with this. The future of sports and drugs is going to depend a lot upon um, the, the new people coming, the new athletes coming in, if they're going to be, um, if they're going to be um, training normally and dieting normally, or if they're going to be using drugs. But in the future, new drugs are always going to be created. We can, we'll, we can agree on that. Science is at an all-time high right now, and people can come up with different types of drugs. So... The any all the sport major sports leagues had to keep an eye on that, and like we said so many times before in this recording, a list of doping needs to be changed. It has to. Hundred percent agree with you, Ben, on that one, and that's a perfect note to leave off on. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening in. Um, please, uh, um, we're gonna be back next week. It's gonna be a shorter week. Um. And yeah, um, anything else to add, Tyler? No, no I think this was a very um, a, a important conversation to have because at the end of the day, um, sports, I always want to see keep clean, but there are some things that just shouldn't be, you shouldn't be punished for and some things that you should definitely have. Beautiful way to end it off. All right, thank you everyone for listening in. We'll catch you next week. Peace out.